up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the New York Sports Beat. I am Rich Piazza, and it has been 11 or 12 days since our last published show, so it's nice to be back on here. I did release a quick update a few days ago regarding why a new show was not published, and for those that didn't catch that one, my wife tested positive for COVID. It actually hit her pretty hard, uh, so she's just now starting to feel a little better after about 12 days or so. And now my daughter, of course, also tested positive. Luckily, she is currently symptom-free, so at least there's some good news. But anyway, I am back, and I am not alone, as Eric Frank is back with me, and we have a lot to get to. Eric, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, Rich. I've been itching to get back on here to uh, talk some Jets and maybe some more Mets. I'm looking forward to the show. I, I will give you a chance to speak about the Mets for sure, um, even though they're going to end the season at 5-3, and three, I believe. Is that what the record is? Because I don't know if they're going to play again. Yeah, that's uh, that's some solid baseball right there. That might be enough for a playoff spot. <laughs> Very well could be. So when you were last here, we talked about the Mets. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to at least speak on that later on. But we mentioned on that show, at the end of the show that we did together, that the next one we were going to do – was going to be a bit tense, maybe animated. And that's because it was going to be about Sam Darnold and the Jets, right? But things happen quickly in the NFL, and Darnold is no longer a Jet. And I did do a quick Sam Darnold trade reaction show shortly after it happened. I wanted you on. I contacted you. You weren't available. It's understandable. But here you are now, and I want your thoughts, your reaction to the trade. Yeah, I want to know what you think. Man, I am so relieved that this is over and done with. Every day from the Super Bowl on, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to make some type of move at the quarterback position. As soon as all of those Deshaun Watson rumors came out, obviously I was hot and heavy for Watson, and then we know what happened there, and he's in his own little legal battle. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had talked – all through the season, and, you know, we were all about Trevor Lawrence, all about Trevor Lawrence, and then the Jets decided to go and win a game, and then they won that second game and basically destroyed our lives. You know, the same old Jets ruining Mm -hmm. everything. They're going to get the best quarterback, and here they are winning meaningless games. Right. They can't even lose correctly. Exactly. And then you and I were talking, it was, you know, Justin Fields, this and that, you know, and you you mentioned, oh, yeah, or or Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson, who is this guy? And, uh, you know, I start to go online. I start to watch him. I mean, I saw the first videos that I saw, the first work, I was blown away with his arm talent and what he was able to do. And I know, you know, you've been on that um, bandwagon from early on and supporting him. So I am thrilled. I'm just praying that Joe Douglas and the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson and make us all happy. You know, when I first started watching Zach Wilson, and I, I hate saying this because I, I almost it almost feels dirty, but I see a lot of, and again, I hate saying this, but it's true, though. I can't help it. I see a lot of Mahomes in there. I see some Aaron Rodgers in there. And I'm not saying he's going to be that in, in any shape or form. But but that's just what I see, just from the way he 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 drops back, from the way he releases the ball, 
the way he improvises, you know, changes angles. I mean, I don't know about you. That's just, you know, that was uh, my initial reactions when I first started watching Zach Wilson. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, the arm angles that he throws the ball at and just the, the arm strength, you know, you look at the guy and you don't think that, you know, he'd be that strong of a quarterback. He doesn't look like a big guy, although, you know, at his pro day, his, his numbers came out really big. And, uh, you know, I was, I was blown away by the pro day. Absolutely blown away. Yeah. And I, I, I heard today on uh, one of the local sports, uh, shows that I think it was Kirk Kirkby. I don't know who it was, but they described his arm as, um, Lucy. I don't know if you heard that or not. And, and what he meant was, um, no, maybe it was, um, Dan Olowski said it where he says he has a very, he has the most Lucy arm in the draft. And he meant like picture like a hose and like, that's how his arm is where it can just like flop all over yet. He puts so much power and he just has such a great arm that um, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And, and, you know, these, these guys, a lot of them who, you know, do this as a living and, you know, watch this film and, you know, they have high praise for him. So you mentioned the number two pick and you hope that he, he, he takes them. Is that, is that, is that your feeling? Is that they're going to go Zach Wilson for sure? It is my feeling, you know, but being the Jets fans that we are, there's that that little bit of reservation that I have that, uh, you know, they could do something a little crazy. But I, I, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to go with Zach Wilson. I really am. I feel like, you know, Sala, Douglas, the whole organization really wants to start with this kid and kind of build the team around him. And I, I don't agree with a lot of the people that have been killing him we're not necessarily killing him, but downplaying the type of uh, talent he was playing in college just because he was on BYU. You know, oh, yeah. Steve Young went to BYU. He turned out to be a great quarterback. Josh Allen went to a school that wasn't a big school. You know, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, not that he's, you know, he's he's stumbled along the way, but he took the league by storm early on. It doesn't have to be <coughs> big school. You know, a lot of those bigger school um, quarterbacks, they scare me a little bit because they're they're brought into that team to fit that certain system where they have all these other superstars around them, and it just makes their job so much easier. Yeah, and I, I tweeted this out, and I probably text you as well, and it's like one of the weakest arguments for me when someone talks about, and I see this all the time, I said everyone's saying that, Zach Wilson, he shouldn't be the number two quarterback off the board because of the level of competition he placed, you know, um, he he had. And that is such, in my opinion, that is such a weak argument because look at the Alabama quarterbacks who came out. Look at the Ohio State quarterbacks that came out. And these are quarterbacks who, and I'm going, you know, you can go back 10, 15 years or so, and these are quarterbacks who not just play the highest level of college competition during the season, but they practice against elite defenses in their own right against their own teams. And they haven't had much success. So why would you say that the level of competition, you know, he can't succeed in the NFL because he didn't play anybody good. Those that do play people good don't have success in the NFL. Sometimes the NFL, once you get there, you can throw college competition out because there is, the highest level of college is is worse than the lowest level of, of competition in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, how many Heisman Trophy quarterback winners 
have turned out to be nothing, maybe not even drafted in the NFL. You know, it doesn't, it, there's no direct relationship between the two. You know, for the most part, you know, you can evaluate these quarterbacks in college and say, okay, this guy looks like he's got all the measurables to be a successful NFL quarterback, but sometimes it doesn't always, you know, align. It depends on what the team is that they end up with, what's around them, and mm-hmm. just how they, you know, you saw what happened with Sam Darnold. You're right. right. You know, he, one, he couldn't stay on the field, and he just did not show enough to the Jets to want to keep him. And, you know, you get to a point, you can't pay a guy $25 million to do what Sam Darnold has been doing. Right, and, and that's – and that's I mentioned this on that – the uh, trade reaction I, I had where um, at some point, regardless of your weapons, regardless of the coaching, you have to show – some progress and and he hasn't if you watch his games as a jet and you watch his games at usc they look very similar mm-hmm. and you know he, he's making the same mistakes in the nfl that he did at usc as far as reading defenses throwing into coverage um bailing out after his first read these are things that you know regardless of who who the coach is it has to improve i mean that you know that Reading defenses goes with with, yeah. I guess coaching could help, but it goes with with studying basically, in in a sense. But you know, so it's over and done with. I do want to ask you though. I forgot to ask you before. Are you happy with the compensation that they got? The Jets oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Um, the way it was looking after teams started to kind of move on, and you had the uh, Washington Football Team bring in Fitzpatrick. And teams just started to bail out slowly, and Andy Dalton ended up with the Bears. I was getting nervous. I was thinking that we were going to have a competition or we were going to start the season with Sam. And then as soon as things started to, you know, prove to be a negative type of season, you would start to see Zach in there. But to to get – when I saw the initial tweet and I saw a sixth-round pick, I started to feel a little bit nauseous. (laughs) <laughs> and then I continued to read and I saw that second and fourth next year and I was thrilled. I know that, you know, you would have preferred to have um, this year's second round pick and obviously I would have as well. But the fact that they got three picks for Sam who had no future with the team is is great. I think Joe Douglas did a fantastic job with that trade, just like he did with Jamal Adams, obviously. Yeah, and, I, and I'll, you know, those picks, even if they're next year, they're still assets, and they could be used this year, in fact. And I'll, I'll get to that in a, little, in a little while as we go and look at the other uh, uh, draft picks. But one thing I want to say is I've been going back and forth with a couple of people on social media about this. There are some rumors that the Jets turned down of the number 12 overall from San Francisco. And I know there are a couple sites who say, no, that was never the case. They never did. What I do know is that they, it was in discussion with San Francisco where it would include Sam Darnold and pick 23 for that 12th pick. And it was never an offer. It was just a discussion. So um, that's what I heard as, as far as, you know, my quote-unquote source. Um, so just I want to get that out of there. Um, yeah, so we know. All right, so Zach Wilson's at two. Right, I mean, we can pretty much assume that. I did get a little worried though with the Jets attending Justin Fields' second pro day the other day. Although I don't think uh, Joe Douglas or even Salah were even there. 
Um, but it was a little nervous. I mean, there are other Ohio State players that were in there as well. Uh, so pick 23. Okay, I think this is just as important of a pick as number two in a sense. What direction would you like to see them go? I mean, it's hard to say based on you don't know who's going to be there, but just general in a, in a position, what you know, where would you like them to go at 23? I know it's not the consensus of what a lot of people feel, but I, I truly feel that if they don't at 23, they definitely need to do it at the beginning of the second round. They need to draft a running back. I know 23, a lot of people say that's early, and, you know, having that pick right at the beginning of the second round could be a place where, you know, you can still get one of those top three running backs for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they have a certain running back that they really want that's number one on their board and they're afraid that that person won't be there at 34, that that's the way they should go at 23 and just snag that person and allow him and Wilson to grow together. I know that they, you know, signed Tevin Coleman. They have other running backs on the roster. I do like Josh Adams, although I don't see him being, you know, anything big with the Jets. But I feel like if you can pair that up and have these two guys on rookie contracts playing premium positions, the next four years, it's, you know, you have a real shot if you can build the team around them with free agency. And then Joe Douglas is supposed to be this genius in the draft and, He's supposed to be able to find this talent as this great talent evaluator, get these guys oh. later on, and then you can go from there. But again, I'm not locked into that at, at the second um, pick in the first round. I do like the cornerback, Newsom. Mm-hmm. Um, Newsom. But there's a lot of a lot of ways that I think they could go. I don't know if they're going to go offensive line, but those are those are the two needs that I feel like you know offensive line secondary and running back I would really like to see addressed early on yeah I, I don't I don't think I was looking at this and I don't think I'm gonna be I don't think there's a way really where we could be upset with what they do at 23 because if it's offensive line it's a need and you know it depends on who's there I don't want them I know I keep hearing Creed Humphrey he's not a set he's not a first round pick for me um, I'd be a little upset if they reached there um Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. He's he's another one who I like a lot. I I know that the the Jets are really high on. I think he's somebody that would still be there at 34. I mean, if you're talking like Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern or Christian Darashaw, if if for some reason one of those two guys, if they end up slipping there, I think you have to pull the trigger. But this is actually a pretty deep offensive line draft class. So. Um, I I I don't I wouldn't be upset if they went in that direction. Like I said, unless they reached. You mentioned Newsom at cornerback. I like him as well. I don't. I agree with you about the running back. I just don't see it. I don't. Not, and I mean, if if you know Najee Harris is there, I mean, if he's available at twenty three, he's going to be the one I'm I'm sitting down hoping that his name is called. It won't be. I just don't think that's Joe Douglas's style. I don't even think it's his style at thirty four. You know, and when you hear about the running the running backs that, you know, they've met with, you know, um, you know, and the you know, you know, virtually met with whatever over the offseason, they're more third round, you know, fourth round type backs. But yeah, I would love one of the top three running backs. I I just don't know if Joe Douglas is gonna do that. I don't know if that's his style. And if if you look at the coaching staff also, 
They came from San Francisco where they used you know five different backs all the time. Right. I mean, a guy like Josh Adams, who knows? He could end up being Jeff Wilson. Exactly. Exactly. But I do. I, I would, you know, it would be a major win if a guy like Slater fell to 23. I mean, you you couldn't hit any bigger than that. Well, I it's it's funny because I actually – I don't think he will because I, mm-hmm. I actually, you know, I just don't think he will. He, he could even go in the top 10 or 15. But I actually, in the first mock um, I have um, – you know, I messed around with trades, which I never do, especially especially not the first mock. I usually wait until the very end just to mess around with that. But I did some trades. And I mentioned the assets that they got for Darnold. And those can be used. That, you know, you mentioned how I wanted the second-round pick this year, but that can be used. You could use the second-round pick next year to move up in this draft. Um, so I actually, you know, I, I actually mocked them actually moving up with Washington. I thought that might be a good fit to go from 23 to 19 because you know that they've had conversations with Washington already based on Sam Darnold. So, you know, they might, you know, know what Washington might be looking for, um, you know, in order to them, you know, move up. And also, I also, in that mock draft I did, I was talking about, I actually had them moving back in to the first round from 34 and, the, and they trade with the Bills. Um, which is really only a three spot, I think a three or four spot jump. Um, and the Bills don't have any holes, any holes really, so they could acquire more picks. And I actually, in that mock, I had the Jets going two offensive linemen at, at 19 and then again at 30. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like the position wasn't addressed enough in free agency, and neither was the cornerback. And there are still some some really good corners available, which I don't know why they still are and why Joe Douglas hasn't hasn't done anything with that. But I could see I could see something like that where he uses future assets in order to move around the board a little bit. Yeah, I could definitely see that as well. Um, you know, I have a question actually. What 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 are we doing as our uh, who 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 is going to be our backup quarterback for Zach Wilson? Or whoever we draft. Yeah, that's a that's a real good question. That's a real good question. Because um, I feel like there's not a lot out there right now. Uh, I'm I'm hearing. I mean, Nick Mullins. You know, he's you know currently hurt. What about right. him? Alex Smith. You know, both those guys know the system. Right, and yeah, um, San Francisco is based off of you know that system, so they like those kind of guys. And uh, you know, maybe. They did draft a quarterback in the fourth round last year in Shane right. Oregon. That's right. I mean, you know, maybe he's the back. I don't know. But yeah, I've been I'm watching these guys go off the board and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's not gonna be a backup. He's not gonna be a backup. Mm-hmm. But that is a that is a great question. And I, I think that will get taken care of um, you know, uh after the draft and, and, and whatnot. Somebody mentioned actually um possibly Nick Foles trading uh with uh you know a late round six round pick for, you know for Nick Foles for Chicago. So that could be something also. Mm. Yeah, just find it odd that we have like no quarterbacks on our uh roster right now. Wow, James Morgan is the real deal. Fourth <laughs> round. Maybe he's the he's he's their Russell Wilson. Maybe. But no, it's a great question. I was wondering the same thing. All right. Um so I joked with you before um on on uh, a text message, not on here. Um, and I said, um, what about the Jets getting stuck with Trevor Lawrence after this SI article came out with quotes from him, his dad, his sister, the coach, et cetera. And they basically all said that 
he doesn't have the drive or hunger. I'm not paraphrasing, obviously, for like awards and achievements, you know, like Tom Brady has, and that he could walk away from football tomorrow and be fine. And I don't know about you, but if I'm Jacksonville, that has to worry me to some extent. Maybe not enough to not pick him, but enough to at least question him on it. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And and what if, what if that big if that did cause the Jags to pass on him? And he's sitting there too. I agree. You know, if I was Jacksonville, that's uh, that's making me take a closer look and hesitate a little bit. Uh, I don't think they're going to go away from Lawrence, but if he's there at two for the Jets, the Jets would have to take him. But that that scares me. The last time that I think we've heard this about a quarterback was when we drafted Sam Darnold, and it happened to be Josh Rosen. And it was all about Josh Rosen and how he could walk away from football. He's, you know, his parents have a lot. He's got all the money in the world. And he just kind of has that laid back type of attitude. Now, clearly, we know, clearly we know that he got to, you know, the highest level in college football. And maybe he hasn't had the, the best uh, or the fairest shake when he's been in the NFL. Yeah. But, you know, I when I look at the two quarterbacks, you know, Trevor Lawrence to me is on a whole different level. Um, maybe he's a little more laid back and doesn't have those that desire like Tom Brady does. But that doesn't mean you can't be a great quarterback still. So would you, though, if, if – again, I'm just it's, – it's hypothetical, all right, because he's going number one. But I, I just want to play this game. So Jags pass on him. And if they passed on him, most likely they would trade out anyway. They wouldn't just – I don't think they would take another quarterback unless maybe they do. So are you comfortable, though, with – especially with what he said and what his, what his family said – in the Jets taking him and and with that kind of personality and and I don't know I'm trying to trying to find the right words how would that fare in New York you know what I'm saying that's that's basically what I'm saying how would that fare in New York because you can't pass on him right I mean if that ha- if that were to happen maybe you know if there was some hesitancy by the Jets maybe they they offer that pick to a team right behind them that's looking to. Draft mm-hmm. a quarterback. Maybe San Fran wants to come up a spot, or maybe Atlanta decides, you know what, we're going to jump up from four. But then the Jets, you know, they might be out Wilson if Wilson goes one, right. Lawrence, and then, you know, where are they going from there? Are they Were they happy with what they saw from Fields? Are they going to take a shot on Lance, who there's not a lot on? Right. Yeah, and I just feel like, I mean, San Francisco would actually be a perfect place for that type, for him and that type of uh, – Attitude because if if he came here and he struggled with that coming out, he would just get eaten up. He just would, you know. I don't oh, think I, I, don't, I agree. I don't think it'd be it'd be good for him. So, anything else on the Jets you want to add, or do you want to go ahead and tell me what you think about your five and three Mets? Oh, as far as the Jets, man, I I can't believe the draft is less than two weeks away. I am I am so excited. I know the next two weeks are going to be really long as we're as we're getting closer now. It went quickly through March, and now it's kind of slowed down a little. But you're going to see a lot of those reports, too, about different uh, different quarterbacks, negative spins on things, I think, and try and scare people off. But I think, yeah. a lot I think of teams, the top two are, are pretty much set. A lot of teams actually leak this stuff out and say these things because they want a particular player to slide down to them. 
So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of, like you said, a whole bunch of rumors and things will come out over the next couple of weeks. Let's just hope nothing, you know, is too bad. Right. All right, Mets. So the uh, Mets. Go ahead. It, it's, it's been exciting, you know, when they've actually played. Uh, they, <laughs> they, I, I saw today they've, there have been 16 days of the 2021 season, and the Mets have played baseball games on seven of them. <laughs> Yeah. So, the you know it's it's been hard to really evaluate them. The first the first week of the season was rough. The last couple of days were excellent, sweeping a doubleheader versus the Phillies, and then coming back the next night and beating the former Met Zach Wheeler. But I, I feel like the offense is finally getting rolling now. It was hard at first, but you know you're still not seeing not seeing the things that you were expecting to see with some of the, uh, mm-hmm. the bats. Lindor is finally starting to kind of come alive. He's just not, you know, showing any power just yet. He'll um, be fine. Yeah, oh, no, I know. He'll be fine. Oh, and his his um, his defense is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What I've seen the first week of the season has been unbelievable. The way that he plays that position and anticipates and is able to back up on these short hops. I mean, these balls would have just eaten up. Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. He's, he's, he's fantastic so in the field. Yeah. I told and, you I wanted him on the Yankees, but obviously it didn't happen. Right. And at Brandon Nimmo. I mean, he's just like George Springer who? Right. You know? No. Yeah. And I, I'll I'll say it right here. I apologize, Brandon. I was never a huge fan. Um, I still don't really love the sprinting to first base on a walk. I think it's a bit much. But <laughs> – I do like the hustle and you know, it, it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing at the plate. It really is. Like he was a, no, a first round pick. He, you know, I don't know what I was expecting him to be or what Met fans were expecting him to be, but he's still not a center fielder, but he's doing a great job as our leadoff man. And he's playing adequate defense. So I'm happy with that. That's nice that you said that. Cause I've been told that Brandon does in fact listen to this podcast. Oh, that's fantastic news. Yeah. Hopefully he'll send me like a signed jersey or something. Very good. If you need his uh, if you need his address, Brandon, you can you can uh, DM me because Eric doesn't know where to find himself on Twitter. I do now. Okay, at, where is that, by the way? At edf underscore nineteen eighty six. All right. I'll be waiting for that message, Brandon. <laughs> anything else you need? You want you, anything else you wanted to talk about? Get off your chest. I don't care. Whatever you want. Match could be Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Um, you know, I, honestly, I really haven't watched a ton of Knicks. Um, here and there, I've I've tuned in. I'm, yeah, the team is is exciting. Every game is like right. down to the wire. Um, they've played these top teams in the conference really well. So you know, it's it's this season has been a success. Whether they finish fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, even if they you know for some reason something happens and they were to fall out of the playoffs. It's definitely been an exciting season, and they've turned or they've changed the narrative. Yeah, which is what we needed after twenty years. It's 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 finally a fun time to just you know you can you can actually enjoy watching a Knicks game. You could sit down and just be entertained, and even when they lose, you know they're 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 in it till the end. I mean these these really you know these losses by three or five points it just kill me though. You know, yeah. they, you know, these are games that they should win. I will say too. I mean, they 
they hit the jackpot with Julius Randle. Nobody, nobody would have expected that he would transform his body and his game when he came here from L.A. Right. I agree. Um, I am going to get into a Giants draft preview um, at some point this week and next week as well. Um, I'm not going to have actually Sports Talk Hank on for that. Um, we'll see. He, he he seems to always say, yeah, 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 I'll do it, and then he never actually comes on. So we'll, we'll see about that. But do you have any opinion on what the Giants should do at 11? I know I'm pretty on the spot here. I didn't tell you about this. Uh, no, I, I really don't. I know, you know, they're – in the mocks that I've seen, I've seen them, you know, a wide receiver falling to them that they could end up going that route. Like if a Devonta Smith is there or Jalen Waddle, but I mean, I feel like their receivers are pretty good as is, but no, I really, I, I don't pay much attention to the giants. That's, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm, I'm very much just honed in on my jets and Mets. Yes, I know you are. Well, the Giants, I think, I think they should go. And again, I'll talk about this later on, but they should go offensive line. I originally mocked um, a wide receiver to them, but that was before the Galladay signing. Um, but Jalen Waddle, I love Jalen Waddle. Somehow, I don't know. The Jets can move all the way up from twenty-three into the top ten somehow and get him. I would, I would absolutely love that. But for the Jets, though, I keep an eye on Anthony Schwartz. By the way, okay, in like the third or fourth round, he's uh, he ran a four-two-six on his pro day and. Uh, He's a type of wide receiver that that fits into what the they want to do, but yeah, you know he's he's a day he's a day three kind of player or day two maybe in the third. Um, all right, so I guess that's it, right? You have anything else? No, that's it. Awesome. Well, thanks again for for being here, and uh, we're gonna try to have you on, Eric, uh, once a week if possible, if if, if life allows that, um, and there's enough to talk about. Uh, you can find him at EDF underscore 1986 that he remembered this time. You can find me at Rich P Fantasy, and the show is at Sports Beat NY. This is going to do it for episode, I think, 9 or 10. I think it's 10. Episode 10. I mean, I guess it's episode 10. I mean, I counted my little brief update on, on the COVID status uh, as 9. but So I guess it's episode 10 of the New York Sports Beat. Uh, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, wherever that is. We will have more to talk about with the draft, with, like Eric said, less than two weeks away. Baseball season. I have a show coming up this weekend. Eric's not part of it. Um, it's on the Yankees because I, I have a lot. I got to get off my chest about the Yankees. And, um, yeah, so Eric is not going to be – he's not going to be part of that one. I'm going to do that. I need to be by myself for that one. Um, that will probably be sometime this weekend, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, subscribe, listen, and thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon.